Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Warriors Steph Curry broke down in tears the moment Golden State clinched their NBA championship last night over the Celtics in Boston. And Bay Area fans were right there with him. It feels amazing. After two years of winning a championship, playing getting injured, Curry getting injured, everyone is doubting us. Now we're champions. The odds were against us. Everything was against the Warriors. But here we go. Championship, MVP, what else can we say? That was Kareem El Shobaki talking to KQED's Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, who was at Chase Center last night with Dubs fans to watch the game on the big screen. And if you want to share with us what this Warriors championship means to you, and also if you want to share, even if you're a fan or not, how it feels to beat Boston, to beat the Boston Celtics, you can do that by emailing us, forum at kqed.org. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram uh, at KQED Forum. And you can always call us at 866-733-6786. Again, that's 866-733-6786. And... Uh, Tim Kawakami is with us, Senior Columnist and Editor-in-Chief of Bay Area Coverage for The Athletic. Tim Kawakami, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, great to be on. How are you doing today? And also, Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, I understand, is with us, a reporter with KQED and KQED and Espanol. Carlos, are you there? Hey, Mina. So dope hey. to be here. <laughs> so you got that tape from Kareem Elshobaki last night. Talk about what it felt like to be at Chase Center. Wow, those final seconds before the buzzer went off, I swear you could scoop the energy from the air with a spoon. It was just electric. <laughs> I and that. I mean, throughout the playoffs, we saw the Warriors having a bit of a hard time closing off the series. So it was never for granted that the Warriors were going to win, especially, I mean, even though they were like leading for most of the game. And I mean, people were on the edge of their seats. And, you know, let's just keep in mind that the game was in Boston and people were watching at Chase with the Jumbotron, but it was packed. It was, I mean, all the way to the last row. And the people were cheering throughout the game nonstop. And it was loud, especially when Steph was uh, named the, the MVP for the finals. It was yeah. just so much pride, especially with a lot of the young people who I spoke to because they grew up watching Steph. They were, you know, middle school, elementary school when, um, you know, when the Warriors won their, when Steph won the, the first championship for the Warriors. So he's really come to represent, you know, the team for, you know, for them, for the rest of the Bay. 
And there were so many people from all over the Bay. I mean, Kareem, he's from Castro Valley. I spoke to people from San Jose, from all over Oakland, the peninsula, the North Bay, who really came through to support this. And even people were there from beyond the Bay. I met a Filipino couple who traveled thousands of miles just to watch the series here in San Francisco. And they were so hyped because they love the Warriors. They say that at like all their friends, all their family back in Manila loves, loves the Warriors. So they were just, it was incredible to see the the impact, the role of the Warriors, what it represents for the whole Bay, for beyond the Bay. And as I was, you know, as the as the crowd was starting to leave Chase, I ran into somebody that I did not expect to see, but boy, was it an honor to meet her. And it was uh, Patricia Toscano, the mother of Juan Toscan- Toscano Anderson. <laughs> no way. Yeah, who, I mean, Juan Toscano Anderson, like he's now part of history, not just because he's part of this championship winning team, but because, I mean, he's Oakland born and raised, and he's also the first Mexican citizen to not just play in the NBA finals, but to win, which is incredible. I mean, not just for the Bay, but for like the Mexican community here in the Bay in California and for, I mean, all of Mexico. And do you have that tape of uh, JTA's mom? Yes. Yes, we do. Let's play it. No más apoyo a sus hijos. Como una madre, nosotros siempre nos pensamos que tal vez no estamos haciendo lo que estamos lo que estamos podemos hacer como madres, pero con amor todo es posible. Amor y oraciones para nuestros hijos y ellos pueden llegar a niveles que solo Dios sabe. So estamos aquí, no nos vamos a ir y todo el mundo lo va a reconocer. Oh my God, you can hear the excitement. What she's saying, Carlos? Yeah, she, I mean, a quick little summary is just like. You know, there were a lot of people who doubted uh, Juan that he would ever get here. But with love, everything is possible. And she's telling parents, because I asked her, like, what is your message to families in Oakland, in the East Bay, who have, you know, who have a dream, but maybe are going through a tough time? And she's saying, like, as a mom, you know, sometimes you don't know if everything you're doing is right. But with love, I mean, just love your kids. And they'll they'll reach levels that only God knows. Oh, and she's wow. like, we're here and we're not going anywhere. <laughs> well, Tim Kawakami, we're hearing how much this meant to the Bay Area from, from Carlos. But I understand even some Lakers fans were rooting for the dubs because I guess any championship run against Boston is personal. But why was it so important for some L.A. fans that the Celtics did not notch? another championship well yeah they're they're tied most championships in franchise history the number one tie 17 apiece for the celtics and, and the lakers and michael thompson who's the father of clay thompson said that to me specifically before the series started hey hey what we really need is uh, it'd be great if clay wins but we need the celtics not to get number 18 to stay in that tie with the lakers uh, <laughs> it is a hilarious bit of it, it's a part of the you know that's why the warriors love playing the celtics it is more it's historic it's a historic franchise you know that Joe Lacob was a minority investor in the Celtics before he bought the Warriors. Uh, a lot of like pieces falling into place is kind of over the long haul for this series. Uh, and yes, Lakers fans are kind of happy about that too. <laughs> yeah, and Carlos also brought up the fact that this was Steph Steph Curry's first Finals MVP, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. He's been a two-time league MVP, but what does it mean, do you think, for him or his career that he's the Finals MVP? Well, I'm I'm pretty uh, strong on the point that he didn't need it to justify anything. Uh, yeah. He was already Inner Circle Hall of Fame, top 10, 12 player, whatever you want to call it, 
because we love these lists, even though people are still having their careers. But that's okay. It's part of the discussion. Uh, but I think just in the outside view, it was, you know, as Steve Kerr mentioned, it's a checklist. It's like one thing that he hadn't checked off in his career. The other one, as Kerr noted, was Olympic gold medal. And Steve Kerr happens to be the USA head coach for the next Olympics <laughs> in Paris. Uh, so it was a very good little uh, little note there by Steve <laughs> yeah, Kerr. So if yeah. Steph wants to check that one off, it'd be great by Steve Kerr. And Curry has told me he absolutely does plan. He's, he's missed a few just by injury, tiredness. You know, just want to make sure he's ready for the NBA season. I think he's really pointing to play in the 2024 games under Steve Kerr. But, I, you know, it's, again, it's conversation. It's yet, can he be his greatest for the six games in the finals? Uh, hadn't happened, you know, in 15. It was Andre Iguodala played an incredible series. Just those six games against Cleveland. Then they had Kevin Durant, who was immaculate in two final series. Had to be the series MVP. This time, it just happened to be the six games that, that that finished the season. He was the best player. He's always been the best player on the team. It's just a matter. This whole thing starts and ends with Steph Curry. That's never been wrong. It's ne- no one's ever presumed otherwise. That's why I always said he didn't need it. He didn't, and, and his teammates certainly don't think he needed it to justify anything. It's just a nice capstone. It's just something else to say, yes, this era of basketball is the Curra era, or I call it the Curry age. And we will be talking about it for years and years and years, for hundreds of years, as the Curry <laughs> as the Curry age in, in NBA basketball. And that's what it is. Oh, you heard it here from Tim Kawakami. Uh, let me go to some calls. We've got Beth on the line. And of course, listeners, if you want to share what this Warriors cha- championship means to you, or just keeping Boston from getting 18 <laughs> means to you, you can email forum at kqed.org, post your thoughts on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or call us 866-733-67. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Beth in San Francisco. Hi, Welcome. how are you guys this morning? Well, how are you? I'm good. So last night, we I had the honor of being at Chase Stadium, and it ah. meant a lot for me because I brought my daughter and my partner, and my dad passed away um, a little bit after um, April of 2020. And he was a huge fan, and when he passed away, I actually took his uh, Warriors 2018 hat and so when I went last night, I wore it, and it was just so amazing because it felt so good to be able to say, hey, like, yeah, so now I'll get my 2022 hat. So thank you so much for taking my call, and 
this has been amazing. Oh, Beth, thanks so much for sharing that sweet story. Uh, another listener tweets here, I'm old enough to remember Bay Area basketball fans who were Bulls and Lakers fans. <laughs> Let them enjoy the saccharine joy of always following championship teams, suffering through Joe Barely Cares, no centers, Weber, Joe Smith, draft pick, leaving Oakland, all that makes this championship especially delicious. You want to add a little bit, Tim Kalkami? We heard from Carlos about some fan reaction, but anything you want to add that you haven't heard so far about what makes this championship mean so much to fans? It's like the first one was incredible. Young 20-something Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Wow, you know, this was amazing to watch this. Championships two and three were Durant, super team, right? This was like they should win. They were the best assemblage of talent maybe in the history of the NBA. This is different. This is like coming back. Durant leaves people, you know, Clay's out for two years. Worst record in the league two years ago. You know, it wasn't, you know, there were reasons why they, they weren't the worst team. They just had a bunch of things happen to them. But to climb back when, you know, when Steph is 34, Clay's 32 coming off of two major leg injuries. Draymond's in, in maybe some re, you know, reevaluating of where he was. That's, I think, what's the most special about this is when mm. they were thought it might be over. Like they didn't think it was over, but around them there was some discussion. Is this over? Do they have to redo this? And to pull this out the way they did against a really good Boston team in TD Garden, that hostile crowd yelling some not fun things about them. Um, I think that's what means most to them, and I think it does resonate to fans that hey, like this was maybe unforeseen. You know, maybe you could see it coming, but not really far away. <laughs> And it, it, it resonates because the players are enjoying it so much. I think that's to fans get that they pick that up. The players are savoring this. Uh, that's what makes this kind of mm. different and very different than the other championships. Yeah. Even Steph said this one hits different. Carlos, you've entered away from Chase Center. Just give us a quick sense of how the rest of the Bay celebrated, at least where you were outside of Chase. Oh, yeah. So after after going to Chase, I went out to Mission and was around Mission 16, 20th, 24th. And I got there around 10. And I guess I got there a bit after the party ended, uh, just because I spoke to some of my colleagues. And they're like, yes, there were fireworks, sideshows, lowriders. <laughs> but it was crazy how quickly SFPD mobilized to start blocking off sections. And you know, by 11, people were already leaving Mission. And, I mean, that really surprised me because, I mean, I remember the 2010 um, celebrations after the Giants won the World Series throughout mm -hmm. Mission. And th this was nothing to what um, to what I saw last night. So it's, I mean, it, it was different. I mean, I guess it could be a little bit disappointing that you didn't feel that energy, that celebration, right? And considering that this is the first, uh, I mean, this is the championship that the Warriors won in San Francisco, um, and I mean, I know that throughout the rest of the Bay Area, in Oakland, in Vallejo, in Richmond, like, I mean, people were out in the streets for a long <laughs> time. So, I mean, I just want to yeah. say that the whole Bay Area was celebrating and they were celebrating in Bay Area style. Carlos Cabrera Lomeli is a reporter with KQED and KQED in Espanol. Tim Kawakami, senior columnist and editor-in-chief of Bay Area Coverage for The Athletic. This is a fundraising period for many public radio stations, and you are listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. All right, we've got some more thoughts coming in. 
This listener writes, I watched the game with my dad on speakerphone because we couldn't be together. Such a good time to share with him. That's so true. The pandemic's still having its impact, though I'm making assumptions here. But this listener writes, I love the old guard, but I'm happy to head to a pool party to celebrate. Tim Kawakami, I want to ask you about that. So there were a couple things that struck me yesterday. One was hearing Bob Myers, the Dubs general manager, who made a comment after the game, I think in response to a question from Isaiah Thomas about why, you know, the owners didn't blow up this core group, you know, trade pieces away when they started struggling. And he said that he felt like they owed it to Steph, Clay, and Draymond, the chance to get beat on the court and not by injuries. What did you think about that first, sort of the old guard? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the way they built this. Uh, those guys got in three championships. I mean, that was Kevin Durant was a big part of that, but those three guys started it. I think it was owed to them, like let them finish it and at least go through another couple seasons. As, and I think the end of last season was really important to that too. I think they would have you know, played it out anyway, but they finished 15 and five and it kind of struggling season. It didn't make it to the playoffs, lost two games to play in, uh, but it was a failed season that way. But Curry played incredible. They kind of revived who they were. They kind of, Thought, oh yeah, like we are still the people who can win games, and that just reinforcedly like just keep going with it. And as long as they have some shot at it, the the reason like I know Marcus Thompson and I have covered this team for a long time said no matter what seed they get in the playoffs, you put Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson in the playoff series. I'm gonna like that. I'm gonna like the Warriors. I don't know if they're gonna win the whole thing, but I'm gonna like the Warriors in that series. <laughs> they're just gonna figure something out, and you know, we saw it happen in Game Four. Of this series, they're down 2-1, not looking great. TD Garden's going crazy. They figure something out. So that's what I think that it goes back. That isn't just loyalty, although it is a lot of loyalty. It isn't just money, although it is largely money. They can afford to carry this this roster, which is incredibly expensive. It's the understanding that you get Steph Curry and Draymond Green in a playoff series, they might just figure it out. And they might just figure out the next one. And they might just figure out the next one. And then and pretty soon you're going to hold, be holding a parade, which they will be doing on Monday. There is incredible commitment to that understanding. And it has turned out to be a very correct understanding. Well, so, well, a couple, let me read these couple thoughts from listeners. In the lowest moments after two hard years, Steph tweeted that no matter what, the team would get to the bottom of what wasn't going right. He promised he delivered. Another listener writes, a good example of team, T-E-A-M, all in caps. Steph, Clay, Draymond have sat together all these years. The owner paid high salaries even during the two bad years. Coach Kerr lets players do what they're good at. Andrew Wiggins felt welcome and part of the team. Pool blossomed. So, Tim, can the Warriors be even better? The young players will develop. Clay Thompson will have a full season healthy. I mean, what do you think? What will the team look and, like next year? Yeah, you've been reading what I've been writing, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's, again, you never, championships are hard, right? That's why you spray champagne and go crazy, and, and you never can just write in a championship. But they, the, what happened those two years, they got two lottery picks, and three lottery picks, actually, who none of them played a meaningful minute in the play, in the finals at least james wiseman john kaminga moses moody they're going to play they're going to be better uh, the team might be very different with them and they're much more athletic uh, we'll see where that goes um clay thompson cut just just beginning his comeback he was better and better in the past his shooting came and went we saw it and you know, we saw it last night his shooting wasn't great but the defense got better and better and we know how important that is steph curry doesn't look like he's falling off right <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean i i can't say when that's going to end so if you add the young players in, Jordan Poole's going to be another year better. 
this team could be better. I think they'll be a better regular season team. That doesn't mean, you know, you're going to be better in the playoffs. This, we know what this team can do in the playoffs. We've seen it. When Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson are healthy, they do not get beat. That's, they've said it. It's true. We'll see what Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody can add. We'll see what everything else adds. We'll see if anyone else gets hurt. You never know with injuries, right? They suffered through it. Doesn't mean that they won't get hit again. But I think on paper, yes, this team will be better in the regular season than they were last regular season, which is pretty good. Tim Kawakami of The Athletic and Carlos Cabrera Lomeli of KQED, thank you both for celebrating the Warriors' win with us. And thank you to... Our producers form is produced by Caroline Smith and Grace Wan. Marlena Jackson Retondo is our engagement producer. Susie Britton is our lead producer. Our senior producer, Susan Davis. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Katie McMurrin with Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, and Chris Hoff this week. Our interns are Jennifer Ng and Paul C. Kelly Campos. Our executive editor is Ethan Tobin Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Mina Kim. Have a great weekend. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.